Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AIM podcast, where I'm sharing some of the conversations of the amazing people that I get to meet on my journey. And if you're someone like me who feels like they're doing it all and doesn't necessarily know what the end goal is, but you're totally enjoying the ride, then I want you to mash that subscribe button and also share this podcast with an equally ambitious friend who might find it helpful to connect with other like-minded people like you, like me. And um, yeah, let's get this. It is your girl, Jessica, and we are going live, hanging out on IG Live today. What is up? Good to see you guys jumping on. It's Jessica, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. We've just been hanging out at the tower all day. Hello, We made it back. Hi, like I, didn't just see you. <laughs> I know, I know, saying hi as if we hadn't just had lunch together. Um, but I want, what, what I wanted to do was to introduce you to everybody so that everybody kind of understood our relationship and, you know, why the work that we're doing at the moment is so impactful. And I always, whenever we see each other, whenever I refer to you, I always call you my sis. And I don't actually use that term very often or very lightly because the things that we've been through together is something that a lot of people will never ever get to experience because I think being on a financial freedom journey it's a lot of work and we came together at the very bottom. We came in at the same time. And, you know, yeah. we met over WhatsApp in 2019 and we have, crazy, we've been consistently present together every single day for over two years. And the amount that I have witnessed Pammy grow for myself has been nothing short of exponential. You are an incredible role model for over 500 people within our trading community. Not only that, you're an incredible mentor to me as well, you know, especially in these last three months where you know I've been building to my first six figures. Um, and you're also such a massive advocate um, and great example for, you know, achieving your dreams when dealing with adversity. So I won't talk too much. I'll let you kind of share your story. Um, so my question for you is where you are right now, what is the aim for you? Well, first of all, amazing introduction. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe me in that way. And I just want to give it right back to you because like myself, you're just someone who's walking in purpose and you are helping other people to do the same. And so what's happened is we have found the thing that helps us become fulfilled and we just do it without realizing that we are impacting others. So for me, like you're my suggest. And so I just want to see you win as much as I want to win. And so when I find something out, I tell you, when you find something out, you tell me, we share value and we basically make sure that as one is pouring into one, that the other is pouring back. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's an amazing, amazing um, coming together of mine. So thank you, Jess. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, like in terms of where I'm at right now, I am closer to becoming who I believe I was placed on this earth to be. Right? And why do I say that? I say that because... Everything that I do now puts a smile on my face. Um, it's just powerful when you have found the thing, right? You have found what it is that makes you happy and you've found what it is that you can do to help others be happy as well. Um, but if we want to talk about actual physical goals, um, I am soon going to be able to go back to Ghana, which is uh, where my family are from, and help people create generational wealth. And that's what I've always wanted to do. That's always been my why. So as you know, we've been on this journey for a long time. We haven't given up. We've hung in there. Um, and we are really, really seeing the fruit of our labor now. And it's just amazing. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. It's, it's such an exciting journey. And whenever we talk, we just get so hyped when we're talking to each other because the space that we're in is constantly moving it's evolving every single day and you know even you were talking about how excited you are about the new nft projects that are coming out at the moment and you showed me something crazy as well this morning so why don't you tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> yeah 100 what i love about the space that we're in is that there's always something new coming up but we are still in the early phases of everything that's going on. So what I've really been looking at and learning more about, and I'm 
by no means an expert on it, but I have been learning more and more about the cryptocurrency market. Um, and obviously, we have been in the trading world for about, well, I've been in the trading world for about three years now, um, and you've been in it for about two, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and even though foreign exchange is my first love, okay? Always. Cryptocurrency is another source of income whereby you can actually receive passive returns, where by passive, you do the work one time at the beginning. Okay, so that's researching the project that you want to get into, the coins that you want to buy. You purchase it and you just wait for it to grow. You see, and it's and it's just amazing. And so what I have been really, really diving into recently is NFTs. And NFTs, they're just mud. They're mud, mud, mud. I still can't believe that this is real. I still can't believe. Okay, guys, if I were to tell you that. Uh, a digital image of a My Little Pony could make you money residually on a monthly basis. You'd be like, get out of here, like, shut up, whatever. <laughs> My Little Pony. Like, people are making money off of um, digital images that look like something that was created on paint. You remember, like, Microsoft Paint back in the day? Like, back in the day. Back in the day, like, way back, back in Way the back time. when? To, I'm telling you, when we used to have them box screens, yeah, and we were clicking onto Microsoft Paint, and we were drawing free... And having the best time with it, too. <laughs> Many people, that's what a good old day is, <laughs> but people are, in essence, creating images, okay, that could have been made on Microsoft Paint and they are making money from it mm. and people are making money. Okay, let me, let me explain, right? So, basically, NFTs are what we call non-fungible tokens, all right? So, non-fungible meaning that um, it's a tangible or intangible asset that can then be broken down into smaller parts that people can then... Um, participate in that can then be placed on the blockchain network okay so whenever it comes to anything crypto anything digital in the finance world um the question is always what what problem does it solve okay mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. people don't realize but a lot of the technology in the crypto space is solving a problem okay so the problem that existed was this, and I used to actually work in um, a online pawnbrokers. Let's call them that, okay? okay? Even though I spent my whole time there making sure that that's not what they were called, <laughs> that's what they were an online pawnbroker, okay? And what they would do is they would have people bring assets of value to then receive a loan against the asset. Now, in order to confirm that the asset was legit, whether that be a Rolls Royce or a Banksy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a Lamborghini, yep. right? Whatever that asset of value was, there had to be something that showed the authenticity of that asset. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if someone brought a diamond ring, they had to confirm that that ring was legit, that ring was real, right? So, every diamond should have, should have what they call a GIA certificate. Okay? Right, okay. So that certificate actually shows you what the four C's are. So cut, colour, clarity, and I've forgotten the last one. <laughs> but there's the four C's. Okay, cut, colour, clarity. Maybe someone knows in the chat. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, the certificate will show you this. Okay. So any asset that has significant worth has a certificate of authenticity, okay? But the problem that was happening in these circles or in the art world is there were people who were creating duplicates of these certificates who were creating quite very, very good fakes of these assets, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So now the problem was how do we stop that, okay? So what's happened now is... NFTs 
allow companies like Sotheby's, Christie's, some of the top auction houses, okay, to create a digital version of that certificate of authenticity Mm -hmm. and then put it onto the blockchain, which now means that it has to be verified by multiple people in order for the authenticity to be confirmed, all right? So what NFTs do is they stop people from being able to easily replicate or fraudulently copy these certificates of authenticity, mm-hmm. right? And this is actually massive. So, if you're thinking about it from like an art perspective, okay, just to bring it into context yeah. to how people can really understand it. We've been seeing a lot of like TikTok, for example, and a lot of the fun dances and the things that go viral come from black creators. And now there's an opportunity, for example, a black creator of a dance can actually turn that dance into an NFT so it's verified that they are the original creator. And then any other person that then kind of uses that dance, the originator gets a little bit of money for that usage. That's right. That's it. So it doesn't just apply to tangible assets like art or um, jewellery or a Rolex watch. It also applies to moments. So for example, the NBA have uh, a website where you can actually purchase moments within games. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, um, LeBron takes a shot, okay, in a specific game, and you can own that moment. You can own that shot. You can own that footage. That footage is now yours. Mm. So that previously was an intangible asset, right? But now it's real. In fact, let me tell you a fun story, actually. So... A couple of years ago, a few years ago, uh, one of my friends got free tickets to go to the Graham Norton show. Okay. And she brought me along, and I was grateful. And, guys, 50 Cent was one of the guests. All 50 Cent. No! 50 Cent. And even better, as we walked in, they see me and my friend and and her sister-in-law, and they decide to put us right near the front. Right? So we're in like the second row from the front. And it was 50 Cent and, oh, I can't remember her name. There's another actress, an older, an older actress. She's amazing, but my mind's gone blank, right? And let's just say 50 was telling this story about how he's been shot a few times and how he's got a hole in his tongue still from where he got shot, yeah? So then um, the actress wanted to touch it. She was like, can I see 50? Can I touch it, right? And she went to put her hands in his mouth, and he was like, oh, maybe get a tissue or something first, right? And Graham turned to the audience and went, does anyone have a tissue? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. I didn't actually know that he paid attention to me putting my hand up and saying that, but I put my head down to get the tissue just in case. Put my head up, and there was Graham Norton literally standing on the stage waiting for me to give him this tissue. No way. Yes. So I then gave him the tissue, <laughs> okay, and um, I and he used it to give it to Fifty. Like he, it was in a packet, okay. So he took that packet, gave it to Fifty Cent, and Fifty Cent took a tissue out and gave it to the actress to be able to for her to be able to touch. Wild tongue, right? So you're telling me you're now, connected to Fifty Cent, right? <laughs> my my two seconds of fame, like. If I try to claim him in a crowd, he'd be like, Lucy, I wouldn't even try to rap with 50. I'm not even going to try to claim that I know 50, please. <laughs> let's not go there, right? Let's not go there. But it was it was a fun moment, right? Now, when Graham Norton gave me the tissues back, he said to me, oh, you should put that on eBay. And I was like, facts. That's so true, <laughs> right? So then the next day, I considered it. I thought, now nah, he's got time for that. That's silly. Okay. But then I looked. About two days later, lo and behold, someone had actually gone and put a picture of some random tissue on eBay to go and sell sell it. And they they said uh, tissue touched by 50 cent or something. Like they basically tried to claim that they were the ones that gave 50 cent that tissue and that tissue was, was death. See, now, if I knew about NFTs then, right, I could have actually got the claim for that whole moment. Absolutely. Claim 
for me, being there, the footage, the um, me giving the tissues to 50 Cent, the actual tissues, like I could have created a whole NFT from that whole situation at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is where NFTs come into play because even copyrights, even music now has NFTs associated to it. Because you can create an NFT that has to be verified on the blockchain for someone to claim that that piece of work, that moment in time, that footage was theirs. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually really important that you've actually mentioned, you know, music and artists, you know, because... Actually, the NFT space is so revolutionary that it's actually changing the way that so many people are doing things in general in relation to creation as a whole. So for example, now artists or independent artists don't need a record label anymore because the people can be the record label. They can distribute their music as an NFT. And if they are that good and if they have a community around them, their community will buy from them directly and by default, raise the level of the prices. Yeah. And then exactly. every time that music gets shared, the artist gets paid directly instead of going to the middleman, which is the music producer. And this is why I think everything is changing so much. And I actually saw, it was a couple of days ago, and it's kind of been playing on my mind. It was a post by a very uh, well-known, like, kind of art um instagram page um, they've become very very influential and they've been doing some incredible advocacy work especially during covid and things and they made a post that actually really troubled me and it said something along the lines of it was like a meme post making fun of artists and dancers and creatives who turn their work into nfts it was almost shaming artists for um you know exploring and diving into the nft space and i think that's that's really unhelpful and kind of dangerous to do because actually the point of NFTs is to give the artist more freedom, to give them more access to the money that they are deserve, that, that, that they deserve. Um, and I think about NFTs now a little bit like social media, whereby everybody in the next 10 years will have an NFT as a standard. If you told dancers or musicians, you know, 10 years ago, it's embarrassing if you open an Instagram account. Like, you've just by shaming that individual or even that group of people you've now lost them out on like a lifetime worth of work yeah i mean the fact of the matter is small minds talk about others great minds talk ideas right and so that is a bar right there <laughs> so what's happening is these people that do not have the knowledge or the education, they can't comprehend that anyone would want to create an NFT in order to monetize and protect their art. However, the fact of the matter is, Jay-Z, who has his own NFT, does not care about someone's opinion mm-hmm. on this space. Mm-hmm. He knows that this is the future. Jay-Z had an NFT created for him. He's actually gone ahead and done another one. I was seeing this today. Um, there's been another NFT created, which is celebrating the anniversary, 25th anniversary of Reasonable Doubt, and it's actually being um, auctioned at Sotheby's, mm-hmm. okay? So, you, a person may not appreciate it, just because you don't appreciate it doesn't mean it's happening, it's not happening. Yeah. See, I'm still in shock that, um, so in gaming, right, I'm not a gamer. Right? I remember when I was younger, I tried to be a gamer. Uh, let me be real, I tried to get in with the mandem. I was like, yeah, let me ah, You got the headset and everything, chatting to the boys. I I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I, even, I think I sold, like, my mum bought me a laptop and I sold the laptop to get a PlayStation. I know. So, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not a gamer. It just weren't working for me, right? But, all I know is that In the gaming world, there are people who own NFTs and they are renting these NFTs. Okay, so the NFTs are in the form of characters in mm-hmm, games, mm-hmm. okay? So what they're doing is they're renting, they're, they're getting an NFT, they're getting a character, right? And then they're renting out the character in the game 
to people who want to play the game. Right. And they are making a monthly residual income from people renting characters from games from them just because they own it. Mm-hmm. And that's like the, um, what were we looking at today? The poly... Um, the po Pokemon, the um, Polychain Monsters. The Polychain Monsters. It, and this is exactly the same thing. Like, so if you had your own, you know, flying unicorn that I looked at, I could actually rent out that flying unicorn to somebody who also liked it and wanted to game as that unicorn. about it solves problems all of these innovations that we're seeing right now are actively solving problems that are disenfranchising people all over the world and i'm talking about the b-a-n-k-s you know what i mean even so like we saw in the news recently banks are cracking down on people who are uh, actively engaging in cryptocurrencies they're blocking transfers they're doing a lot of fear-mongering to tell us um, you know, or to tell people who want to use their Coinbase or their Binance, they're saying, oh, don't make this transaction because Coinbase is fraudulent and Binance is fraudulent. And it's like, hang on, that's not true. They're using a lot of fear-mongering to stop people engaging in the crypto space because the banks yeah. are understanding that, that people do not trust them anymore and they're going to spaces where there is innovation and the banks are having to catch up. Yeah. See, this is the thing that you're saying the banks are saying catch up. What I love about this whole situation is that the banks are not catching up. The banks know exactly what they're doing. Mm. And a lot of the banks own the majority of the cryptocurrency market. Yeah. A lot of Bitcoin is owned by banks, okay, in case you didn't know. So what's happening is there's a reason why the wealthy are where they're at. There's a reason why the rich get richer. It's because they, they have information and information will change your situation, mm -hmm. right? So... With this information, and because they are in circles with people who also know what's going on, this 1%, this 5%, this 10%, they are sharing that knowledge amongst each other, okay? And they are the people that operate the banks. They are the people that own banks. They are the people that have large stakes in banks. And they are the people that actually own a lot of crypto. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember which bank it was. One of the major banks in America... They were saying, oh, Bitcoin is a, is a phase, it will pass, it is nonsense, it's rubbish. Next thing you know, they bought a ton of Bitcoin. So they do that to try and push people out of that space because A, they want to make money in it. Yeah. And B, if you put your money in it, they're no longer in control. And that's the whole point of decentralized finance for the people to come together as one. Because if the people stand together, there is a lot less 
that the powers that be can do in terms of finance, in terms of taking our finance. This is really our time to be our own banks and to take back what is ours at the end of the day. Mm. And um, this is what I was saying actually to somebody in Trade Creatives. I was saying that the majority of my money is not in my bank. It is, it, it's tied up across all of these different projects and, you know, across my investment portfolio because we know that the banks are printing themselves into so much debt and legally it's in our bank contracts that we can wake up tomorrow and there's minus figures in our account because they can actually use our money to pay off the national debt. So once you know this information, all of these projects which seem you know, here today, gone tomorrow, you know, is this just a fad? Is the bubble going to burst? It makes things actually a bit more realistic in terms of longevity because everyone's realising that we're not really protected by the companies that protect protect our money. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when it comes to finance, um, it's, it's more about what you know and we've been told how we should think about finance. We've been told what is what what is true we've been told what is the norm right but what we have to understand is that we've been conditioned to think that way um <laughs> and i'm sorry but i've just i've seen too much now do you know what i mean like i've seen too much i have benefited too much from this space to ignore it mm. actually so, polka dot did you see polka dot hit 40 pounds today did you see that i didn't see that but i only saw polka dot so i'm excited about that we got a good hey. entry i'm not gonna lie um but you know that is obviously from our cryptocurrency educators who we hang out with pretty much every single day um so if anybody yeah. did want to get any more information to learn from people who are very big names within the cryptocurrency space literally you can just reach out and let us know because you know we've done a lot of our own research ourselves but a lot of the information that we are given are from seven eight figure earners huge names within the cryptocurrency space um you were talking about the nft boot camp um on our platform who was leading that again so we've got um mike navaretti um jordan and zach mm, so, absolutely massive that. And then we've got we've got Crypto Picasso, we've got Curtis Cobain. I mean, the first the first ever person who ever bought luxury real estate in the world with Bitcoin teaches us and tells us what to buy. You know, it's you just be silly not to. We actually had a question in the chat, and I want to just take a moment to acknowledge this person because they said, as a photographer, how can I delve into NFTs? Um, and I know that you've actually been looking into you know, different spaces that you can use. So we've got OpenSea, for example. We've also got Rarible as well, where you can create and mint your own NFTs. You're gonna need Ethereum. So if you don't have any Ethereum, I would save up as much as you can to own at least one Ethereum so that you can start minting your own NFT. And I think a lot of people are thinking, you know, do I make an NFT? What's the point? And like I said earlier, I think having an NFT is gonna be exactly the same as having an Instagram profile. Nobody had Instagram 10 years ago and now it's your portfolio. So I need you guys to start thinking on the long term and not about your thoughts and feelings right now, but who you plan on being in the future, okay? So if you are a photographer and you know in every inch of your being that you are gonna be you know, a world-renowned photographer and you're gonna be respected for your craft and you plan on doing X, Y, and Z, if you feel in your heart of hearts that you have potential, make an NFT now. Because when you're 37 and your work gets recognized and then the queen or the, you know, you become the Banksy of photography, you know, then that first ever person who bought your first NFT is going to be able to benefit massively whilst you also benefit from the reselling. You become a stock, you become um, an, you know, a share, essentially. People have shares in you. So it's not like, oh, I create an NFT for my own narcissistic, you know, ego stroke. It's people get to decide how much value you're worth. You have to think of yourself now like a stock or a share. And the amount of value that you put out into the world, people are going to want to engage with you and also determine your value. So, yeah, NFT is like having an Instagram and merch all at once. Thank you so much. We are just human.co.uk. Thank you very much. Explained it in a nutshell. That's an amazing way of putting it. A really good way of putting it. I just can't get over the fact that, you know, 
like there's a 12 year old 12 year old who made six figures from creating his own nfts six figures at 12 years old you know like you just can't ignore it anymore it's actually everywhere but if you don't see it you won't know that it's there like for example in the luxury um luxury market so ladies if you know you love your designer right they say if you're gonna wear the designer you're going to help towards making someone else's name great right you're gonna use it anyway why not capitalize from it mm-hmm. so there is actually a um an nft for luxury goods okay i'm not even gonna give away the name you need to come on board onto the platform to find out for yourself all right but basically this this when it comes to choosing um coins nfts whatever it is you need to look at what they call the use case for it so what or who is behind it okay what or who is behind it and this this particular um nft was actually created by someone who was one of the initial um developers initial coders for ethereum okay Okay. yeah so one of the initial coders for ethereum that's gone off to do their own project and one of not even one of all of the advisors for this thing for this nft (laughs) guys they're all the top names the top dogs of the top designers you've got chanel involved you've got louis vuitton involved you've got these big names involved and you guys people are more likely to buy items from these designers and not and and deny nfts it doesn't Mm. make sense to me you need to get knowledge guys trust me because once your eyes are open to this space you can never go back Mm -mm. even me i was a skeptic at the beginning because um something else that um cryptocurrency allows you to do right so like i mentioned nfts allow you to get a residual income right and so does cryptocurrency because the fact of the matter is the bank can actually give you more than the 0.01% that they give you, right? Yeah, absolutely. They choose not to, and they've actually all decided together, let's not be competitive in that area. If we give everyone the same rate, they will have no choice but to just bank with us, right? But they can give you more. So what happens in NFTs and in the cryptocurrency market, you are rewarded for owning NFTs. You are rewarded for earning coins, and you can get as high as like 20%, there might even be more. I know it's Sassy jump on, I'm not sure if she's still here, but Sassy knows her stuff. And there is so much more that you can actually earn just by owning it, right? You can stake coins, you can own NFTs and rent them. And so, I'm sorry, but what is a savings account? What is that? I don't even know what one of those is anymore because Right. And actually, this is such a good point, because first of all, a savings account is stagnant. It's stagnant money. And also we have to remember only 10% of that money that that we've put in there is ever there because the banks are legally, legally allowed to remove 90% of your funds and day trade it. So that's what's happening, which is why you can't withdraw all of your money at any one time because it's not physically there. So that's an important thing to remember. And I think, you know, when when people hear about these incredible returns, like, you know, you and I know as a default, you know, we're not allowed to make income claims, but we're making a minimum 15% per month on all of our money. Um, the banks would never do this. And so many people are terrified of something that sounds so good, but it's because we've been conditioned to accept that the bare minimum is what we deserve. When something is actually good, we don't believe it because we've been conditioned to believe that the level of bad is the level of good. Am I making sense here? Oh, you're making sense to me. I just hope you're making sense to someone who needs to hear this. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's hard to explain it um, when you're. Yeah, I think this. This is how it is. You're told that this is the ceiling. Okay, this is it. You can't go any further, right? And so when you are told that, oh no, guess what? There's actually a sky. You're like, what? Nah, I don't believe it. This is where they said I must stop, right? And so what happens is your level of thinking has been limited to this ceiling. But your ceiling is someone else's floor. Mm-hmm. Right? So someone's 
Not my feeling is someone else's fault. Your feeling is someone else's fault. Yeah. Even with everything that we've learned, there is still so much more to learn. Yeah. And the thing is, if you don't, if someone doesn't open their mind up to learn the basics, they're never gonna know what else is out there. So me as a skeptic, I got into this this space uh, sort of end of last year, beginning of this year. Just thought, oh, just put a little sign here because I trusted my mentor. My mentor was doing it, and my mentor said so. Okay, and my mentor is a millionaire. Okay, so I said, okay, oh, I have a millionaire mentor. I have a six-figure mentor. So whatever they say goes. As far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to Absolutely. get to the level they're at because there is work personally. I'm not content yet because there's work for me to be done. I don't believe I'll place this earth for myself. There are people that are depending on me that I haven't even met yet. Mm-hmm. So I've got work to do. Right? Amen. So my mentor is a six-figure earner. My other mentors are a millionaire. And they say, get into this space. I'm getting into this space, right? So I got in with a little bit of capital. I didn't think much about it. And I just remember beginning of the year when Ethereum went, to the moon. Listen, I've been saying to the moon since. To the moon. I still can't get over what I saw. Like, no income claims. I just can't get over the returns. And then, obviously, we got into um, the rewards program that we're a part of. And once again, I was like, ah, skeptical, skeptical. I still can't. I know. When it, when you first told me about it, guys, I just want you to, to understand that when Pammy was, because again, I was skeptical and also I was in a space where I was making good money for my Forex trading, but still obviously working with the broke mindset where I was like, mm, I don't need to make any more money, which is a completely backwards way of thinking if you are an investor. Um, so when Pammy told me how much she was making on a daily basis, I promise you not, I was bent over, I was sweating, do you remember? I was like, ah, (laughs) my heart hurts. When I told her how much I was making daily for my Forex trading, and then she told me how much she was making daily passively, I was hurting inside. (laughs) But now, but now that I've paid attention and I listened, finally, I chose to no longer be skeptical. And, you know, I I just trusted. You know, now we're all eating, now we're all laughing and our kind of, our, our projections for the new year go, you know, in the next 60 days, for example, are pretty exponential. But that's only because we've taken time to listen to the information regarding cryptocurrency and just acted on it and, you know, not not being close-minded to what's happening with technology. Yeah, and my thing is, I was able to make a return without even understanding what I was doing. Mm. I didn't have a clue what was going on. All I knew is I had some money in there and it started to make money. And then I said, okay, what if it's making this much? How do I get it to this much? So every time I grew my level of knowledge, the level of returns grew as well. And so now I've just got this thirst for more knowledge because, like, I'm not... I just can't get over it. I really can't get over it. I just still can't believe that there are... When, when I tell people about it, they're like... I <laughs> someone say, oh, well, it's not real. You can't take the money out. I was like... My bank account disagrees, fam. <laughs> my bank account disagrees. And uh, my thing is, everybody has their thing that they were placed on this earth to do. Um, but money... They say, the good book says, as you know, I'm a believer. I'm a believer, and the good book says money answers all things. Because no one can ever turn around and tell me that they don't need it. Mm-hmm. The reason why you go to a job that you hate is because of money, right? Yeah, right. And so you can learn how to make money without having to be in an environment that causes you distress, <laughs> that causes you grief. Pain. Uh, you don't want to wake up to go to everything. Listen, just learn. Like, I love waking up in the morning now. I used to drag myself out of bed. I'm like, hey, it's 5 a.m. Now, what are we doing today? But that's what financial freedom does. And I think so many people ask me, like, how do you keep going? How do you have the energy? Why are you so happy all the time? And it's because I have no financial anxiety. And I don't say that to, 
impress anybody. I say that to impress upon them that they can do it too. And that suffer, suffering is a choice. If you're choosing to work a coffee shop job with a manager that Loki abuses you, that's your choice. When you've ignored an opportunity that could make you financially free. Suffering is a choice. Jessica Walker, you heard it here first, guys. Oh, my God. Honestly. So, I'm very aware that we've been talking for an hour, and we can talk forever, and I love, I've loved this conversation. I think this has been really, really helpful. So if anybody does have any questions, now is definitely your time to throw it into the chat box. Anything regarding NFTs, future projects, any ideas, concepts, we can help you formulate something if you want that. But my question to you, Pammy, is first of all, what have you learned this week? What have I learned this week? Yeah. I've learned that I need to get more NFTs. <laughs> Always more so, NFTs. Oh yes, I'm building my collection at the moment and I'm learning more and more about different collectibles and different ways of making additional income. And what excites me about that is because is that I can share that knowledge. That's what's like talking now, you know, this was something I had no idea about. You could have asked me about trading three years ago i'll be like what trading what like what do you mean by trading i wouldn't have had a clue mm -hmm. right now I, I can talk about trading uh, if you ask me about crypto i wouldn't have had a clue the, someone told me about crypto about bitcoin way back in 2009 okay and he's living life now he was actually someone that worked in it where i used to work He's living life now. And the fact of the matter is, peer-to-peer -peer lending, this is all it is, peer-to-peer. Because everybody is coming together to help each other. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Um, even with stocks and shares, with stocks and shares, well, something that I've learned is that cryptocurrency is the new way of stocks and shares. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? Because with stocks and shares, what you're in essence doing is giving that company money to grow. You're giving them money to be able to develop projects. You're giving them money to be able to try new things and make money. So then when they make money, they give you money, right? Cryptocurrency, every project, or most of them, unless it's a poo coin, it has a use case. It has a utility. Yeah. There's a reason why it's there, because they're developing something mm -hmm. that is going to help society that is going to help companies that is going to help technology and you're giving towards that so they reward you for doing so that's all this is mm. i think that's what people think as well i think because the first kind of coin we had was bitcoin so people think it's coins like ethereum's a coin and it's not it's not you're essentially buying into a tech company you know so you're not actually getting coins or like gold bits of metal in that sense um you know you're literally investing in tech projects and a lot of people don't seem yeah. to understand that yeah is there a type of photo that seems to be more successful as an nft i am a nature photographer and have thousands of photos okay i think this is a really great question because you have to again think of this as you as the artist and often people find that when they start making art for money they uh they lose their kind of values they lose their intrinsic artistic value because they're doing something for money expecting a return financially and then that means that you end up not being your you know um your true authentic artistic self compromising for a return of value so what i would recommend is instead of focusing on you know you can by all means do your research and take a look at what's out there however in order to be at your true most artistic self put out the things that you love the things that make you know really express who you are as an artist because then the people around you will be able to relate to that more rather than you creating content hoping that it's going to make money people are going to uh you know buy into it for the sake of a financial return that you might not even see the point is to love the project and the reason why you're doing it more than the financial return because by default then you'll enjoy the process more than the money that comes out of it what i would also say is once you have done your research or rather while you're doing your research look into an artist called beeple b-e-e-p-l-e beeple is one of the top nft artists in the space 
So B-E-E-P-L-E. He even has an Instagram. I forget the handle. But Beeple is one of the top artists in the NFT space. Look at what he's doing. And then try and find other photographers. Uh, let me give you another tip. There's a website um, called Decentraland. Decentraland. And what it is, it's like a digital gallery of different artists' NFTs. So they literally create like a, a um, virtual gallery space where you can view their work. So go on Decentraland and have a look. Um, and something else that works really well in the NFT space is when you create a piece and then you create variations of that piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that you're talking more photography, so you can figure out your own unique way of doing this, but a lot of projects that are really popular are ones where people are collecting, so collectibles. So if you had a piece one of a hundred of um, man sitting in tree, I don't know, and then you have different colours of the man sitting in the tree, you use different lenses, you, you use different angles, you know, there's ways of switching up. And then within that collection, you have to have certain ones that are rarer than others. So you might have some repeats of one, but then you'd have ones that have something unique about them, something different. So like in the example of um, um, Pokemon, yeah, of these polychrome monsters, uh, I was showing Jessica, um, some of them look exactly the same, but the difference is they've got like a unicorn horn and some of them, each horn is different. So one of them has like a sword, one of them has a spiral, spiral horn, one of them has like an elephant tusk. So even though they look the same, there's a slight variation and each variation makes it more unique. The colour of each monster mm-hmm. as well makes it more unique. So think about variations that you can put into your work. I hope that helps. Yeah, I think the variety thing is really important as well because like, for example, you showed me the Pokemons and I was like, okay, this is really cute, like, but I don't know if there's going to be one for me, you know? And I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and then up, my eye goes to that one. So there was one that I connected with even though I didn't think that I wanted one. Do you know what I mean? So variety is the spice of life. There's going to be somebody out there that relates to your man sitting in a tree all in green. Yeah, and um, we're just human just gave some really nice... Um, suggestions as well, like, look into that. This is what I love about social media, like, everyone's working together. There we go. Hopefully we'll see your NFTs soon. Let us know, like, maybe we can get part, get in on the pre-release, right? Yes. And again, this is, this is something that's really, really important as well because I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, NFTs, I can make a quick buck. They'll spend the money on Ethereum, they'll spend the time making the NFT and then there's no noise. Um, And then they're confused as to why they haven't made any money. And actually the work comes in everything completely before the NFT. It's the the following that you create and the community that you build around yourself as an artist. And then you release the NFT to ensure that there is some traction, you know, document your process of creating the NFT, let people know that it's happening and get them excited. There is um, an artist that I've been following for maybe five years. I've literally seen his whole come up And all he does is create these kind of like funny but erotic kind of comic strips on paint. We're talking about paint, right? On Microsoft Paint. That's all he does. And they're just funny. He's created his own NFT. I haven't, well, I hadn't purchased any of his NFTs. I was like, oh, well done you. Like you're doing amazing, blah, blah, blah. Two weeks ago, he responded to one of my comments. He then also went onto my page as Afro is Massive engaged with my stuff and now follows me and now we have dialogue every now and again and now I'm like oh my god he's seen me I want his nft because of relationship building people will then put value on you and also he has loads of nfts and I hadn't really seen anything that I'd liked and a few days ago he released one that actually really resonated with an experience that I had and that was the nft that I bought you know so it's a, it's about creating relationship and then the diversity and kind of the um the variety and people will connect to something so long as you put it out there. There's gonna be a thing. Yeah, because this is more about community. 
your work. Um, so a lot of these artists, they have Discord, Discord groups, they have Telegram groups. Telegram is huge when it comes to this space. Um, but yeah, so make sure that you have, your marketing is on point mm. as well. Because also because a lot of like celebrities, loads of celebrities have made an NFT, but they're confused as to why nothing's sold. And it's like, because you're just sexy and you actually haven't done any work to support your community or make them feel recognised by you. A million followers does not translate to a million pounds. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm. But, ooh, <laughs> in that order, um, Dr. Carrie, by the way, Dr. Carrie, girl, get onto DCX, you already know. Get onto DCX, <laughs> girl. There we go. Okay, what I think we'll do is we will wrap it up because I actually have another kind of education session that I'm doing now. Um, but Pammy, always such a pleasure to hang out with you in the physical realm and the virtual realm. And who knows, one day hopefully we may be doing our own virtual seminar in the metaverse on Oculus in NFT land. That would be a dream, wouldn't it just? I'm already planning this. The day that I can have, you know, a seminar teaching about X, Y, and Z on Oculus uploaded to the cloud, and you see my little Ariana Grande avatar teaching about Forex trading, that's when you know that I will sleep very easy. With some Afro is massive NFTs. Absolutely. Absolutely, those are coming soon. NFT project is in the making, so we'll keep everybody updated on that. But otherwise, Pammy, I will be seeing you tomorrow morning in Canary Wharf in One Canada Square. We are in the tower tomorrow. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this Q, well, Q&A, this kind of NFT talk with us. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can find Pammy at PammyB underscore. And also you can obviously find me at Afro is Massive if you have, oh yeah, two underscores. Um, if you have any questions about NFTs, if you're not sure how maybe you can use them, because anybody can use them, anybody can create one. If you have questions about how maybe you could conceptualize an idea, let us know. If you'd like to get the same training that we do on our cryptocurrency, then feel free to reach out to us. It's really easy to start, 200 quid, and then you can be learning from day one and get your coins, okay? Have a lovely evening, everybody. Thank you, Pammy, again so much for joining us. You are an inspiration. We salute you and we support you from wherever we are in the world. Um, and see you guys super, super soon. Bye.